So many people want to change the world. Big actions are taken. Small steps are taken. Everything has an impact. All of you who are watching, I know at one point in time have said, man, like, what kind of legacy am I going to leave for my predecessors, for my children, for the people around me? We, we aspire for greatness in a certain capacity within and around ourselves. And changing the world seems very daunting. It's a topic that I like to dive into with all of my guests. But this one in particular, I think, is going to be a little more profound than some others. And that's why I brought Nick in here. Nick's going to tell us a little bit about himself, why this matters to him, and why it should matter to you. Nick, welcome to the show. Shauna, great introduction. Leaving <laughs> the world, leaving a legacy, purpose. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm all about too. Great, well, very well said there. I like that. You got me thinking. This is the thing. So for everybody who's kind of been in my world for a while, you know that we have a small chat before we go live, and um, and it's it's that process of diving into what what does this mean to me authentically, genuinely? And what does this mean to all of the people who are in my world? Yeah, yeah, that's the perfect way to say it. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, thanks for having me on your show. This is exciting. So, Nick, tell, tell everybody a little bit about what you're doing, why you're here, cool. and what we're going to be, let's just, we can start with the first thing that we want to dive into, because there are many. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, thanks for having me again, Shauna. I'm Nick Gerard, and so a little bit about myself is, uh, well, I guess I've got, my main theme is developing a purpose. I have to have a purpose in this life. And I do that through one of my jobs. One of my jobs, uh, I, I got two jobs, one of necessity and one of passion. My job of necessity, I don't care for. I'm actually at work right now and avoiding it because I'm doing this. <laughs> I work in the financial industry. It's not something I enjoy, but something I do, as we all do, to pay the bills. That's my job of necessity. My job of passion is writing. That's how I, uh, that's my purpose. You know, my purpose is to help the world uh, get on the same page with achieving a, a vision of world peace. And in order to do that, I've created this book called In the Beginning. That's my way of leaving a legacy like we were talking about. And I market that book. I know you're big on marketing. I market it up through a, very, a few funny ways, but really, um, you know, I, when I think about purpose and what got me into writing was my desire for everyone to have a shared vision of world peace. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do some kind of cool things with this book with marketing and sending it to people around the world, but uh, I can get into it a little bit more about the specifics of the book, if you like. Is that this is a good time to let's, do that? Let's, let's entertain this for a moment. So when, when, we're, when we're chatting, for anyone who's listening, um, I know which direction I'm going to take this in, but I want you to leave a comment for me. For anybody who's listening or watching, um, if we're diving into something, this type of topic, where we're talking about a book, but we're also talking about marketing, because remember, you're never not marketing. Well said. Right? <laughs> well you said. Want, do, you want, do you want me to dive right into the marketing and be like, let's go tactics, let's go this yeah. angle of marketing? Or do you want to dive into what are we actually talking about? What is this book actually, what um, what is it doing? Sure, How is sure, it breathing? Sure. I want everybody who's watching and listening to kind of comment here and say, which one would you rather me dive into first? But for me right now, I think 
I think we're going to talk about the contents of the book. Okay. Gotcha. I think we're going to talk about changing the status quo. Yeah. Okay. About having conversations that are potentially difficult because yeah. the content of this book is still a form of marketing. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I like the way you handle your, I like the way, I like your statements. You're, it's your own point here. So, um, yeah, let me, let me get into a little bit about the book and what like the message behind it is. So, uh, this is a work of fiction titled in the beginning and this book, it changes the story of creation, reverses the roles of the afterlife in order to challenge God and traditional thinking. So it's a story about an evil God that chooses to torture humanity in order to destroy the earth. It's a way of explaining the, why, the, the cruel nature of our past and present society. So in this book, God is evil, the devil is good, and they're fighting for control of the afterlife. They're using humans as pawns to change the future of existence. And instead of God creating the earth, the devil creates the earth. And Lucifer, the devil, creates the earth as a gift for God. I then describe God as this evil, power-hungry tyrant that is jealous of the beautiful earth that Lucifer created and decides to destroy it with a plague, the plague of humanity. So what I'm doing is very controversial. I mean, I'm basically challenging all gods and all religions. And by doing that, I want the, the main message behind this, the main theme is the need for world peace, equality, and true love. And this is a very bold thing I'm going to say. I respect you. I respect your listeners. Uh, we will never have world peace as long as religion exists. And so what I'm trying to do with this book is convince people that they shouldn't worship a God that allows the suffering of innocent life. Anyone that allows the suffering of innocent life and chooses not to prevent it, chooses, to, chooses not to stop it from happening, is evil. So that's the that's the story I've I've created, and so, I mean, yeah, it very very bold and controversial for sure. But uh, I mean, that's that that's a I mean that's that's really that's really it in a nutshell. <laughs> I was gonna say that's, that's it's it is what it is, and, and I want to okay. So there are a few things going on in my brain, quite a few things. Um, first thing I want to ask you is, have you seen Stephen Fry's talk about God? I haven't. Okay, so you need to. You absolutely need to. And everyone watching will. will I'm right if you're, if you're engaged with this conversation, with this dialogue about theology, um, because really this is what it is. And and I've taken courses um, because I'm a geek. I'm a file math. I love learning. Yeah, um, one of the courses that I took was called Evil and Its Symbols. And we talked about the creation stories of a variety of different theological beliefs. Um, and where did evil come from? Why does it exist in this yeah, world? And the reason talking about that is that Stephen Fry discusses how if God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and all-good, then why is there, and this is going to gross people out, so trigger warning, it's kind of a nasty thought, um, why are there creatures that will bore into a child's eyeball mm. and eat it from the inside out? Well, ah, I love that. Yeah. Right? Why yeah. does that exist in this yeah. world? That That's now, great. That's right, great. I, I'm not, I'm not, I want, I don't want to say that I'm, I'm atheist. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say, and I'm not quite agnostic either. Mm -hmm. I'm very spiritual. I believe in energies flowing. I believe in we are similar. Know, this, this beautiful feeling of life that yeah. exists. Um, yeah. But th it's all, there's also that beautiful feeling of, of death that exists or negativity or evil. 
Yeah. And it's beautiful, but, and, and it's, con and, and it's, I feel like now I, I need to do more research into theology, but as all you, all of you know, um, I am a marketer. So I do more research in marketing yeah. than I do in theology. Theology is more my passion. So I believe based on my limited understanding is that that's more of a, a Buddhist type of view. Yeah. Is I think that, that right. interplay, yeah. right. Or, um, even, uh, what is, I just lost it. There was another, there was another uh, belief that's kind of in that space. But again, it's, it's this merger of beliefs and this uh, accommodation of all beings that mm -hmm. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, you're pushing for with this fictional story. Very, yeah, exactly. And, and I like what you said about, yeah, why are there things that go into the, the, the brain of a, mm -hmm. of a child? And, and one of the top, one of the chapters in this book is about disease about a tool that God used and distributed to the angels, all these different strains of diseases to distribute mm -hmm. to um, humanity in order to kill them, in order to the, um, have them doubt um, God and why and, and why they have this disease. So I'm, I'm saying that God's creating this disease in order to torture humanity. And also that God's creating greed, power, money, and war as other tools that humanity will use to destroy the earth. Very, I mean, Tying in to why the, this repetitive cycle that, of humanity, you know, since the beginning of time, what does humanity do? They exploit land, they exploit resources until they're gone. They enslave people. They don't believe that many, many people don't believe in equality. It's this, it's this repetitive cycle of cruelty since the invention of humanity. And so that's what I have the biggest problem with. And that's the, the purpose I'm living for is that I want people to change their views and mm -hmm. think of, no, we shouldn't worship these gods that we do because gods allow the suffering of innocent life. We should challenge them. That's what this book is doing. It's like it's directly challenging a god, you know. And so, and I like what you said too. Like, I don't consider myself an atheist. I don't really like labels of any kind. Mm. I used to be religious, and I don't. If if I if so, I don't believe in God is my point. But if I did, let's say that God came down from the heavens walk down and said, Nick, this is heaven right here. Here's your grandma that passed. Here's your other people that you know have passed. They say, look, it's real. And everyone's around and can see it. I'm like, okay, fine. I believe in God. At that moment, I would challenge God and say, why do you let innocent life suffer? Any, like, think of it as like a Superman. We all know who Superman is. And Superman saw a bus careening off a bridge. Well, Superman, if the right Superman was right there, he would take that bus and stop it from falling. Yeah. And God won't do that. And so that's a big, that's my main argument is we shouldn't worship these entities that allow innocent life to suffer. This is really interesting. And I know that I've had this conversation with a variety of different people, some whom, whom I've worked with in the past, some who are in my life right now. And, and there are really strong, passionate arguments for why we, we would worship God and why yeah. things are the way they are. Um, in spite of the perceived power that a god or gods have, yeah, um, and I and I totally love it, and I love hearing these things, and this is why I kind of sit in the space of okay, that's fair, like you, yeah. and I don't want to create those arguments on of behalf course. of my my friends and people in my world because I won't do them justice because there's a lot of intellect and a lot of passion and a lot yeah. of um, deep set spiritual yeah. meaning behind what they say. So I I, I allow for that. Now, a few things that I want to talk about with your <laughs> um with your story because I'm oh. also I'm also an, a writer. I'm not an author. I'm working on really that. Sure. I am a writer, as oh, you know. Right. 
I started in copywriting. Well, actually, it doesn't matter. That story's oh, I love that that. stories for another. Day. <laughs> um, so I'm thinking of your your story right here. You say you say it's why challenge challenge God. Yeah, exactly. Challenge okay. God. now. Keeping in mind the stories that I know mm -hmm. about why these potential evils exist in our world and why a god or gods would allow that to happen. Yeah. I feel like a strong argument is we need to challenge ourselves mm -hmm. more than a god. Um, yeah. And the reason I say this is because why why would we like we were given autonomy mm, right in, in this in this world we were given sure. autonomy so it's like it would be wrong morally to take away that autonomy by changing a person's choice to do wrong yeah okay right okay. so like that concept okay. is really challenging also and i'm i'm just going to leave that as it is oh yeah yo you're good but, you're good also, I'm thinking about the beginning of your story with with Lucifer and and God, mm -hmm. and how you've switched roles. I would be curious to know before we dive into the marketing aspect because we're going right. to do that in a minute. I'm going to almost challenge you. Great, because you're going to keep writing because I can see how passionate and how purposeful you are about this. <laughs> I would love to challenge you to make both of those characters neutral. Ah, interesting. And see how that evolves. Because the switch the script is is essentially you're telling a similar or the same story. Mm -hmm. But we're we're but I understand why psycho psychologically I understand why you're you're telling a reversed version. But what would happen if they were just folks with power? Yeah. I, and I hanging that, out like the, the Grecian gods, right? Grecian gods yeah. were like they raped people and stuff. I know. Like, oh, they were sorry, that was like a trigger word. So <laughs> So that no, was but you're right. of me, but, but and, they and, did horrible things. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't be nice. I wish the God. I wish. I mean, if if nothing, if no innocent life suffered on this planet, and that's a good story to have. It's like gods that were neutral and not maybe have the ability to. Let me think. So if they were neutral, can they still can they save innocent life if they're neutral? Well, they they could because but and by neutral, I don't mean emotionless. I don't mean like ah, zombies. Okay. I mean like you and I. We have okay, a choice, I see what you're saying. Like, right? well, we have yeah, a, we have a moral compass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, presumably, um, but whether or not we choose to, based on circumstances, because remember, and this is great, actually. Oh my goodness! So I, I took like philosophy that. as well, like a lot of philosophy. Okay, cool. And one of the things that we were asked, and I'm going to choose the lighter one because we've already talked about a lot. <laughs> It's all it's it's light, but it's also kind of heavy. So yeah. in this in this circumstance, a man and his wife live out in the country, um, in a time when access to resources was difficult. Okay. The wife became became sick, um, yeah. and the man and the wife they're like fishermen, they're yeah. workers. They don't have very much money. Um, there's a person in their local village though that has the medicine that would heal her, but mm -hmm. it's quite expensive, and they can't afford it. Yeah, is that fisherman wrong if he steals it? Or is the business owner wrong for withholding a medicine that would save her life uh -huh. for the sake of money? Uh -huh. Who's in the wrong, right? So yeah. circumstances matter. I agree completely. And there's a, and like, I take that approach in this book too. So do you remember the movie, um, A Time to Kill with Samuel Jackson? 
It's a book. I know, I know of it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, basically, and trigger warning. There, basically, it's um, it's set in like Mississippi back in. You know, there's still there's a lot of racial times going on. This very second in time. Yes. But obviously, I think it was set back in like the '60s or maybe the '70s. Maybe yeah. And so basically, some white supremacists abduct a young black girl and assault her. And the father kills the uh, the, the two gen- the two the two humans that assaulted her. And exactly what you just said is circumstantial. What is right and wrong? So, and the whole premise of the movie with Matthew McConaughey and Samuel Jackson is like them the the legal battle around that. It's like, oh, he well, he did murder these two people. He should go to prison and be death sentenced. And they're like, no. I mean, he claims insanity. So, and it ends up getting off of he gets charged with murder, but doesn't have to serve any jail time. And my point is, is that circumstances matter. And so, in your the example you just brought up. I mean, no, the, the husband is not wrong for stealing it. Absolutely not. Money is the problem. And I have in this book that that's what God invented. So people would be greedy and want to keep money for themselves and get more of it. And even within this book, so it starts, the first. it's kind of broken up in two parts, the Old Testament and the New Testament. Now, the Old Testament is the creation of the world and building the story about the rivalry between God and the devil. The second part of the book is set in modern day times where it's a result of a challenge between God and the devil, where mm-hmm. they create a love between two humans set in present time and like torture them, create all these terrible events. One of the events is very similar to what I was talking about in the movie, A Time to Kill. But that's what, I'm glad you said about circumstances because that's exactly what I put into this book. It's like God inventing these awful events that you see happening across the globe every day. And what you would do, what is the right thing to do when these kind of things happen? And so. I've taken that. It's very, it's it's loosely based, well, very loosely based on what my wife and I did in New York City. When we used to live in New York City, none of the violence happened to us. Mm-hmm. But it's loosely based on that. And so a big passion of my writing is that circumstantial, what between right and wrong, technically wrong in the eyes of stealing and in the eyes of the law, but is it wrong? Mm-hmm. I, I believe so. No. So it's that's a great example, a great philosophical example. We're on the same. Well, there's so yeah. many really great um, brain gymnastics that yeah. were presented when I was studying this, um, and I and I love it. I love diving into that. Okay, so I have a few. I want to move into this this funny marketing that we. Oh, talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, however, however, before we do that, I'm going to call you out on on something, Please and it's a, it's a it's a. Oh, I don't know what to call it. It doesn't matter. So you can take call this what it is. Whoever's whoever wants to give this a name. Um, money is not bad. I agree with that. Right? I agree with that because it's it is like energy, mm-hmm. right? We need money, and I know that you were saying that. Well, God created it to make us evil or whatever, something like that. And I'm like, okay, I love that for your story for the work of fiction, mm-hmm. but I just want to make sure that everybody knows, money is a tool. Is neither good nor bad. It can be used in a prosperous, like mutually yes. beneficial way, or not. Yes, that's, that's and a good it tool. So I just yeah. wanted to lead with that because in marketing, a lot of times we're marketing for our business. Yeah, or which for is our, yeah. right, and and I we agree. want to market our business in order to earn some money so that we can. In my my world, people want to earn money so that they can give back to the world and make the world a better place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so you, when you're marketing your book, 
you're taking a bit of a, a bass awkward view of it. <laughs> well, well, that's 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 the exactly how I would. That's, a, that's exactly how I would call it, Shrana. That's exactly it. People are. What's funny is because so I mean I'm, I'm on Instagram. That's all. That's how where I do all my marketing. And uh, what's your I, handle? It, Nick D Gerard G I R D is my middle name. Derek Nick D Gerard. So find him. Uh, yeah, these name, names <laughs> over there. Yeah, you'll see. It's like I, I would describe it as uh, shenanigans. It's all. That's all I do. It's just kind-hearted, light, light shenanigans. They keep it very How light. I call my kids. <laughs> that, I no, mean, wait, I call them hooligans doing shenanigans. That, right. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm doing. You know, it's just very silly things. Like I'm taking a picture of I'm, I'm on a slip and slide in a mermaid costume. I put myself on a billboard with that mermaid costume. I mean, I'm <laughs> doing, funny. I'm playing with our, our fur child patches, our cats. I'm just doing a lot of weird things, but it's very, it doesn't match the book at all. And so when I do my marketing, you know, I, I mean, I'm authentic, you know, that, that, that's just who I am. I, I don't know what else to do. And I'm an independent author. And when you're an independent author, like I don't want to be an independent author. I obviously want a large publisher marketing machine behind, but I don't with my wife and I doing these things. Why I do it is because I send, I meet people on Instagram and I create healthy relationships and offer people free books as gifts for them to do whatever they want with. They don't owe me anything, not a review, not a post, nothing, just a gift. And in order to gain a good relationship with people, and most of the people I create relationships with in the reading world are females. The reading world is dominated by females. It's great because it makes a nice atmosphere, quite honestly. That's another topic. but. Uh, yeah, no. I was going to say that's a topic for another day. Yeah, like, another people day. Like, should my ideal client be male or female? Should I specify <laughs> that the other? And it's like, okay, let's. No, that, yeah, that's let's... a whole. That's a whole gender equality question yeah. as well as gender yeah. expression question, right. and it gets deep. So right. another day. Another day. <laughs> but I mean, I don't. I don't. You can't come off on Instagram. We know how social media is. I'm not like a sexy guy showing my body or like taking a picture on a Ferrari. You know, like no one wants to see that. Or, or would trust a person to engage with them really. So I'm just my genuine self. And my genuine self is just, I'm a goofy guy that likes doing goofy stuff. And that's, that's how I presented it. And it's helpful to like, um, to meet people that way. Cause you, to be, everyone is comfortable when someone is self deprecating, you know, I don't care. I can make fun of myself. I don't, I don't care. And I, I like making people laugh, you know, I, I don't mind. That's actually and a so, very Canadian thing. P.S. Canadians <laughs> are like, it's like across the board, if you're creating marketing for Canada as a brand, Canadians as a brand, it's very self-depreciating. It's uh, always okay. like, oh, yeah, you hoser, let's go get a beer and we can spend our dollars at the Tim Hortons. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very self-depreciating because it's just like that. that's the humor that exists up here. And I so agree. you're using this aspect of yourself, your personal branding in order to attract an audience yeah. and get them to feel at ease to have a potentially difficult conversation with exactly. you through your book. Very good summary. That's exactly what I'm doing. The good news about it is it's not, you know, it's not like I have this marketing scheme in my head. It's just how I want to come off to people. I want people to be engaged with me because I make them smile or because I'm easygoing and, I'm, and friendly. And that's, that's who I am. And I can't, like a big thing of yours, which I like, Sean, is, being your authentic self when marketing. And I think that that's, you have to be, because you can just, people will know, you know, they'll know. They're like, look, you're not, you're trying to sell me something. I'm uncomfortable now. Yeah. I don't want to sell anyone anything. I want to give 
I want to inspire people. That's why I write. Am I here to inspire the world around a shared vision of world peace? And that's why I write. Um, yeah, sorry. I got, I got, I got excited. I'm sorry. Listening. I, the shared vision of world peace. And I just got like this vision in my mind. Like, I don't even, I can't describe. I was just like, oh. I love I love thinking about it. Like, why I like to describe it too is like, you know, like the International Space Station. I love thinking about that space station. It's up there. And guess who's been on that station? Every country on the planet, China, Russia, the United States. I mean, they're all collaborating, working together for uh, exploration, discovery, to help the world. And they just sit there in space and look down at the world. They're like, look, why can't the world be like us? You know, we're just here. We're collaborating. We're friends. And I think about that, like that model needs to be on this planet. And that's, I, I want people to reach people like that. It's like, look, we don't have to live this way. I know it's a world peace. I mean, that's a complicated item. It's, it's huge, but it has to happen or this world will be destroyed. We'll have terrible, we'll have a legacy for like children. What's going to happen to these kids, you know? And people thinking, people thinking like decades, you know, we need to think in centuries, you know, like we're not going to achieve world peace tomorrow. It's going to take a long time. It's going to, it's, it's going to be a big deal. And it's going to happen in centuries. We can't be short-sighted as humans anymore. It's just, it, it's, it, it will end. This planet will, will end one day. Not, not tomorrow. Hundreds of years, maybe, but it will. And we have to do something about it now. Sorry, I get too excited. I get really excited. No, it's good. It's good. And it's true. And it's very true. Yeah. And I think this is a conversation that more people need to have. So yeah. another part of that that I'm not going to dive into now because we've sure. kind of come to the end of our, oh, our yeah. time, but it's we've opened a lot of doors here, <laughs> which is important. This is So I often will tell you, always open the door to possibility mm -hmm. because you never know when opportunity will come knocking, right? You oh, want sorry. that door to be open. Agreed. So another aspect that you, the, that you addressed that I want to just leave with our audience to kind of think about is that that concept of possibility yeah yeah right so the possibility of world peace which many people don't believe is possible mm -hmm. right um, but imagine it was yeah Beautiful. what kind of opportunities could you take hold of to create effective change in the world to wow. leave your impact Beautiful. and a legacy for generations to come yeah i mean that's beautiful, Sean. Well said. It, it, now I'm going to give you the chance, Nick. Though I'm going to give you the chance. I want to. I want you to just share um, some final thoughts, sure. um, and then of course let people know where they can learn more about you and um, how they can support you and what you're doing. Sure. So I know what I was saying is very controversial. I'm, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm very aware of that, and that's not my goal. Is to my goal is not to um, offend anyone. I want peace on this planet. I want people to have this shared vision of world peace. And so if you are on the same page of wanting world peace, please visit my website. It's all words. I am for worldpeace.com. And that'll be a link to my book, which is available on Amazon. If you're on Amazon, all you have to do is type in Nick Gerard into the search function and it'll come right up. And I'm on Instagram, Nick D. Gerard. Please tune in for uh, some very lighthearted, embarrassing shenanigans. <laughs> Thank you, That's a great conversation That's great. good. That's good. This was wonderful. And it's true. If you're looking for world peace, which if you actually, I'm going to just tell you, all of you, the French VU, I'm going to sell, tell VU that it when you go to my own Instagram, sla.marketingconfidence, mm -hmm. you're going to find another conversations with Nick and I, where we, we address a few very important questions. Mm -hmm. And when you see that one, I want you to look for other conversations with my past guests. 
because we've asked the same questions and I'm, I'm going to challenge you to find the theme. It might okay. be interesting. Yeah. So with that, yeah. I invite you all to watch the next episode coming out next week. There's at least one a week, usually two. Um, and follow, subscribe so you can be informed when it actually happens. So you're not missing it at all. With that, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Have fun.